So you made it through another holiday season. Christmas is over. And for some of us, that's a big relief. But how do we recover from a really hard season like Christmas and move toward walking in health and growth as we move in to a new year? Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast of life change stories, uh, principles of recovery topics to help us in our emotional, mental, our spiritual, and even relational health so that we can walk in that health as we desire. Celebrate Recovery is a ministry based on the Beatitudes where Jesus is helping all of us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits so that we can live out the purpose that he has for us in our life the way he intended. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the ministry leader at Fellowship Bible Church Celebrate Recovery here in Rogers. And welcome. Hope you are well. I hope you are doing well. And as we a couple days removed from Christmas, I hope you're doing okay. I know the holidays can be a lot. And we get around uh, some people maybe that we haven't been around. It can bring up memories and um, even uh, stir up some some emotions in our in our hearts and in our bodies and our minds and uh, let me just stop there real quick and just remind you if if you're struggling you know one of the things that uh, can be hard is when we're in a place of uh, maybe feeling some some emotions and we don't know what to do with those uh, let me just tell you and this can be a good frame for you to to honor the emotions that are coming up for you, even if it's anger. And that feels a little bit weird to say that. We don't want the anger to manage us and to become a slave to it, but we have to, if we want to get underneath that anger, we have to honor it and not not to shame it, not to say, get away from me, you're bad, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you, because it's actually... Um, it's a it's a part of a signal. If you think about your your car dashboard, it is giving you a signal and it's saying, pay attention. There's something going on that needs your full attention. Um, and some of you may have heard me say this before in Celebrate Recovery, but um, I learned a long time ago, just in my own recovery and, and just even in training that, you know, a lot of times we'll hear that emotions are bad. Don't listen to them. They'll lie to you. And the reality is, and I firmly believe this, that emotions, uh, they're, they're actually, I believe that they're not really ever lying to you because they are designed, they're God-given design to tell you the truth about what you're believing. And so if it's, if it's on the dashboard, if you're in your car, it's telling you, hey, change your oil check the water, you need gas. <laughs> um, these are all indicators of what's going on inside of you. And so I just want to tell you and encourage you, if you're feeling something, um, lean into that. You know, and, and especially if you're this time of year can bring up some depression. I just want to encourage you, especially, don't try to face that alone. Can we just commit right now that you're not going to 
face that alone because you're not designed to do that on your own. We need each other. And so when we think about the, the dashboard on our heart, those signals, those emotions that are, are, are coming up in that place, I want you to just think about this, that, that these are, when we are feeling things, just know that emotions are legitimate <laughs> and they are a signal. So that's, that's step number one there. But what are, what are my beliefs that, that, that my emotions are revealing to me in that place? And that's so important that it's, it's not necessarily what's happening around me, but, but what am I believing about what's happening? You know, if something happened in your, your family of origin and maybe their motives were not pure, <laughs> which we, we all hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. And we, we do things sometimes to hurt each other. But what do I believe about what they did to me? Or what do I believe about what I'm seeing that may be making me feel a certain way, right? And so it's thinking about what that belief system is and what am I believing about what what has happened. And in that, I just want to kind of understand kind of what is my what's my experience in that? You know, what am I what am I feeling in that? That's where I'm putting it into words. And that's why it's so important that I organize my pain. A lot of times, I know in my own recovery, my my exit strategy was to go find things to get me out of the pain, to, to keep me from feeling the pain that I was experiencing. And the reality is God, God gave me these signals that the enemy will try to take hostage, right? Um, he gave me these signals to reveal something, right? So if, if I have a hurt foot, the pain that I'm feeling is telling me, hey, you might want to get this checked out. There could be something off. Something is out of line. Maybe the bones are not lining up correctly. Maybe the muscles are damaged or the ligaments or whatever so that I can go get help. And so that's God's way of, of getting our attention. And when we feel pain, as I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, pain becomes our megaphone, right, to get our attention to stop, notice it, uh, honor it, as I was talking about with the anger, invite it in, which is so scary. We feel like if we invite that in, it's going to kill us. The reality is ignoring it and locking it out will eventually eventually kill us. We got to invite it in one by one. As I'm feeling that, allow myself to feel that. And as I'm feeling that, don't shame what's happening. So a lot of times, here's what I will do. I'll feel sadness. And it's the holidays. You know, we're going into a new year. I, I should be feeling happy right now. That's kind of a kind of a backdoor approach to shaming uh, my sadness. Whatever I'm feeling. As someone once said that if 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 a hundred tears need to be shed, fifty just won't. Do. So allow yourself to feel that. And that's why bringing other people into that. Hey, I want to reach out to somebody. You know, you're wired in your body, your brain, your heart is wired to reach out to people, to connect with people when you're struggling. And so we want to notice it, honor it, put it into words, um, and then express those. 
And this is why it's so important in our walk with the Lord, in our walk with each other, to express the the pain uh, to one another. It reminds me in Proverbs where it talks about just this idea of, you know, when I when I sit in my anger and I don't organize the anger, um, it will ultimately rot my bones. So just think about that. When I don't express it, it stays stuck inside of me. And so I need to make sure that I'm expressing it. Otherwise, it's just going to it's going to become a poison to the rest of my heart and my body. And so I want to I want to honor that whatever's coming up for you. If you're struggling, that check engine lights coming on. Don't shame it. Don't be afraid of it. Invite it in. And one of the things I hear often is if I start crying, I'll, I'll never stop crying. And that's a legit fear. But the reality is it's physically impossible to cry nonstop. Allowing ourselves to feel that uh, will actually help us to, to regulate our bodies. As we put it into words, we invite God into that. God, I'm really feeling angry. I'm really feeling sad verbally expressing that. And I know it sounds like, what's the point? He already knows, but he really wants us to organize that. He wants to hear from us. So how am I feeling? What's the signal in my body? And making sure that I'm not letting those um, keep me stuck. And so um, we want to we honor that. We want to put it into words. I'm feeling this. When my in-laws did this, it made me feel this and it made me think this about myself and I need to invite someone into that because the cool thing is when we invite people into that, they can be helpful in changing our thinking a little bit to help us understand, uh, Hey, that's a lie. And I'm sorry you're feeling that, that, that really hurts, but let's reframe that. And that's the beauty of having people that love and care about us. Because here's the thing that I will do. Um, I will I will find myself in a stuck of place of stuckness where I just uh, maybe I shouldn't be feeling that. I feel happy. Why should I feel happy? You know, this is the anniversary of a tough uh, season for me of losing uh, three close people to to my life. And the Christmas tends to bring up those memories. I'm human and I'm feeling certain things and I need to honor that. It makes sense. And so if I feel happy and I'm laughing, oh, I shouldn't feel happy. Maybe I should feel sad. Maybe this is just a season I'm supposed to feel sad. We don't want to try to shame ourselves into feeling what we think other people should think that we're feeling. And I remember a close friend when I was wrestling early in my grieving process with my mom, you know, I was talking about, man, I feel this stuff. I'll start crying just out of the blue. And it's been over a year at this time. It had been over a year. And I remember this friend is telling me, you know, Rodney, whatever is happening for you, there's these outside messages. And he drew two circles. He said, one is that you're going to be told to just get over it. Shouldn't be you be past this. It's been a year. It's time to get over this. But the circle that you need to be in is to grow through this. Um, and that was such a good revelation for me to allow myself uh, to be human in that place because 
I, I, I'm not designed to carry that on my on my own. And so just being aware of that and allowing myself to feel what I need to feel so that God can ultimately bring uh, healing uh, to my life. So I just wanted to take a second there uh, to just give you permission to feel what you're feeling. And as always, if you're in a really bad spot, please reach out and ask for help. And maybe maybe it's become feeling so bad and so overwhelming that you need to call the suicide uh, hotline. Please don't hesitate to do that. Um, that's what they're there for. They're there when we feel like we can't manage this on our own. It just feels too big for us and even for some loved ones to help us. So we use the professionals uh, to help us in that space. So I just wanted to take a second to talk about that as we talk about uh, Christmas, but kind of coming out of Christmas and just the, yeah, just the, the pain that, that can, uh, you know, the fin- finality of <laughs> we're done with Christmas and there was this, this buildup for this. And I don't know now what, you know, we're going into a new year and it can kind of bring up some, maybe some shame. The year didn't go quite as uh, the way I thought it, it should go. And, and we get stuck in that place. And whatever's coming up, uh, I think we mentioned this on our last podcast that shame dies in vulnerability, right? We have to be vulnerable. And that's why naming that, I feel scared, I'm feeling this, I'm thinking this about myself, and I need to to bring someone into that. Um, and here's what I want to tell you. Your struggles don't define you. They don't define you. You are you are not defined by your struggle. And that's what I love about Celebrate Recovery. We, we state our introductions by saying, I'm a believer who struggles with. And, you know, a lot of times we're scared to, to tell people about uh, what we're struggling with. But I, can I just encourage you? That's one of the bravest things you can ever do. So knowing that those struggles do not define you, um, just know that you're being brave by letting someone else into that. And, and it's literally like a picture of handing that to someone else and saying, Hey, I need, I need to invite you into this. Um, I need your help in that space. So wanted to take a second on that. I'm going to take a quick break right here. Um, and when we come back, we'll, we'll continue the conversation, kind of the post Christmas things to be aware of. Uh, we spent a little bit, uh, probably more time than I wanted to on that, just talking about the mental health aspect. But I just wanted you to know that your your pain, your depression, even thinking about depression, we think, well, I just need to feel better. I need to be happy. No, that's not the opposite of depression. The opposite of depression is expression. We express it. And so in that numbness, it's just to feel. And if we can put it into words and express it to God and to someone else, that's the beginning of feeling so that we can get unstuck as we invite other people into that. So we'll continue the the conversation. Uh, Rodney Holmstrom with Fellowship Celebrate Recovery. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Are you looking for a Celebrate Recovery group near you? Uh, We've got uh, two locations on Friday nights. It's Celebrate Recovery Fellowship Fayetteville and Fellowship Rogers. And we would absolutely love for you to join us. Uh, All you got to do is show up. 
You don't have to do anything else. You just show up. We have a meal at 6 p.m. We have our general meeting that starts at 7. And we'd love for you to be a part of that. So come check us out. If you want more information, go to fellowshipcr.org. Um, and by the way, we've got other groups in Northwest Arkansas that are just really, really great groups to join. And so maybe Friday nights don't work for you. We want to encourage you to join those. Or uh, maybe you need an additional meeting. Go check, check out uh, one of those meetings, but we'd love to have you on Friday night. Maybe this coming Friday night, we'd love to have you. Welcome back. Uh, we've been talking about um, just kind of the post-Christmas, maybe negative emotions, or maybe just we're feeling good. Maybe we're just in a place of, man, this this was a great holiday season, and how do I build on that momentum? Because here's the reality. Christmas does bring a lot of joy. There's something interesting that happens um, in that space where it, we all just kind of have one uniform, unified uh, focus. And and there's just this this aura of generosity. I mean, even seeing uh, people serving in ways that, that they wouldn't normally serve or their their generosity and giving to the poor or, or uh, angel tree is something we did here locally where we, we gave gifts. And it's just fun to see that. But Here's what I was thinking about is we're, is we're managing our own emotions in this space. I'm going to say one more thing about that. I want to turn the corner and kind of how do we keep that momentum or get into that momentum of uh, working our recovery and some of those positive attributes that are coming out of the holiday season. As we acknowledge where we are, um, this picture, and I've, I've, I've shared this before in a Celebrate Recovery teaching, if you were a captain of your boat, and you were by yourself, and your boat broke down, the first thing you would do is get on the radio, and you would say, hey, I need help. And uh, my boat's broke down. I need some help. And a lot of times on the other end, the, the first question, typically, if you were calling lost at sea, you can't see land for miles, is the question they're going to ask is, what's your coordinates? In other words, where are you? And a lot of times what we do, and this is just kind of our human tendency, instead of answering that question and saying where we are exactly, I'm feeling sad, I feel lonely, I'm believing these lies about myself, and this is my ten my action tendencies, you know, and I'm, you know, whatever. We start focusing on everything around us. Well, I should have maintained the, the ship engine better. I should have checked the oil better. If I would have just done this, woulda, coulda, shoulda. We get stuck in that kind of that perfectionistic type mindset and kind of that failure mentality. And we make the, our failure our identity. And here's the reality. Again, our identity is not tied to what our struggle is. Um, we have to say where we are. Don't, don't worry about what got you there right now. We have to just acknowledge where we are. And the cool thing is we take that to Jesus. By the way, he already knows where you are, but he wants you to put it into words because that will actually regulate um, your body, your mind, and get you to a place where we can think clearly and understand, okay, what is the, the thoughts? What is that thought that I'm believing about myself? 
And is that an accurate thought? And what do I do with this? And that's the value of bringing other people into that. So last thing on that, just wanted to share that, share where you are, don't do it alone, invite somebody else into that. But so just thinking about the the Christmas, um, coming out of that Christmas, I wanted to read something by um, Max Licato. Um, And it was just interesting. He's talking about Christmas night. And listen to what he says. He says, it's the season to be jolly because more than any other time we think of him. More than any other season, his name is on our lips. And the result? For a few precious hours, our heavenly yearnings intermesh and we become a chorus, a ragtag chorus of long shoremen. Boston lawyers, illegal immigrants, housewives, and thousand other peculiar persons who are banking that Bethlehem's mystery is in reality a reality. Come and behold him, we sing, stirring even the sleepiest of shepherds and pointing them toward the Christ child. For a few precious hours, Christmas Day, he is beheld Christ the Lord, those who pass the year without seeing him suddenly see him. People who have been accustomed to using his name in vain pause to use it in praise. Eyes now free of the blinders of self marvel at his majesty. All of a sudden, he's everywhere. In the grin of the policeman as he drives the paddy wagon full of presents to the orphanage. In the twinkle of an eye of the Taiwanese waiter as he tells of his upcoming Christmas trip to see his children. In the emotion of the father who is too thankful to finish the dinner table prayer. He's in the tears of the mother as she welcomes home her son from overseas. He's in the heart of the man who spent Christmas morning on Skid Row now giving away cold bologna sandwiches and warm wishes. And he's in the solemn silence of the crowd of shopping mall shoppers as the elementary school chorus sings away in a manger, Emmanuel, he is with us. God came near. He goes on to say, it's Christmas night. In a few hours, the cleanup will begin. Lights will come down. Trees will be thrown out. Size 36 jeans. Will it be exchanged for size 40? He's meddling now. That's me. Eggnog will be on sale for half price. Soon life will be normal again. December's generosity will become January's payments and the magic will begin to fade. But for a moment, the magic is still in the air. Maybe that's why I'm still awake. I want to savor the spirit just a bit more. I want to pray that those who beheld him today on Christmas will look for him next August. And I can't help but linger on one fanciful thought if he can do so much with so much such timid prayers lamely offered in December, how much more could he do if we thought of him every day? And I love that because it paints a picture of how Christmas, the Christmas season, if we're focusing on Christ, it just moves us. It moves, it stirs our hearts, it stirs us to generosity, it stirs us to want to focus on Jesus and just be in awe and wonder. And here's the challenge that's on my heart for you. It's easy now to think, okay, Christmas is over. Let's just crank out another year and grind it out. And here's what I want to challenge you to do. Take that same mystery, same awe and wonder. And let's, let's move that into a new year. Not as a New Year's resolution. We don't ever keep our New Year's resolutions. But as a recommitment 
as a as a action plan, a mission vision statement to say, I want to have the same kind of awe and wonder and mystery for Christ as I did through the holiday season. Or maybe I didn't have that during the holiday season and I want to have that. And so the way I'm going to do that is to be honest about where I am. I'm going to be honest about how I'm feeling. I'm going to focus on his truths. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to get around other believers. I'm going to have a prayer in my heart to, to grow in my generosity with my time, with my talent, my finances, that they're not mine, but they're yours, Lord, that I wouldn't just have my hands gripped tight on them, that I would do it uh, with my, my treasure, uh, my time, talent, and treasure, uh, that my gifts, um, they would be used for his glory. They're not mine to hold on to. They're his. Whatever it is, my time, talent, treasure, that I would go into this season with the same kind of awe and wonder and hunger and thirst to make his name great, to to take this new season um, that I'm coming out of as a, a catalyst that would move me into a re-energized movement of enthusiasm and celebration for a new season of life. And so that was on my heart today, and I just wanted to share that with you. But if you're struggling right now and you're thinking, man, I, I don't have something to build on because I've been struggling, it's never too late to start over again, and it's new, never too late to start and to begin. And so I just want to encourage you to take that step and jump into the recovery process. Get around people. As we've said many times, get your rear end there. Your heart will follow. Just give it, give it a try. Give it six or seven visits before you make any decision. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But I've never heard anybody regret going through Celebrate Recovery. And I want that for you. And I hope that you will, you will take the steps to do that. So, well, as Christmas is uh, come and gone, and now we're moving into a new season, I just want you to know that, that you are loved the reason Jesus came in the form of a baby um, is because he loved you that much. Heaven would collide with earth to ultimately have Jesus from a baby grow into a teenager, into a young man, and ultimately walk on the earth and to feel the pain that you and I are feeling on this earth and to ultimately die on the cross so that you and I could have freedom and healing from our hurts, hangups, and habits to have salvation so that we could spend eternity with him, not because we're good and perfect, but because we've been forgiven. And that's just a beautiful frame as we go into this next season uh, to hold on to uh, so that we don't try to carry this on our own. Jesus died. He was born. He lived. He walked. He ultimately died, raised from the dead us so that we wouldn't have to carry that God with us. May God be with us. May we have that lens as we go into this new season. I hope that uh, touches your heart. Hey, thanks for being uh, with me today. Uh, flying solo today, but I just want to give you a quick word on this Christmas break and, and tell you I love you. And uh, on behalf of all of our leaders, uh, we hope to see you on a Friday night or at a local uh, surrounding sister celebrate recovery very soon. Go to fellowshipcr.org if you have any questions. 
Uh, Hey, again, thanks for being with us today. You are loved, and we can't wait to see you soon. Till then, God bless you.